Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 124, and it's titled, What is a Sexual Awakening and How to Have One? Okay, this idea just came to me while brushing my teeth this morning, of all things. (laughs) But it comes from a lot of experience that we have. So we've had quite a few experiences at different places where we we hear people talking about what they call their sexual awakening. In fact, we were even at a party one time where we were listening to a friend talk about um, her sexual awakening. And what we thought was sort of interesting about that is... She's talking about her sexual awakening, her sexual awakening, there's a whole big conversation around it. And because we know this individual fairly well, we were like, (laughs) you've got a long way to go. (laughs) And she was talking about it as if she just had this awakening, that was it, and all was good, and now she's an enlightened sexual master. And just because of the line of work that we do and because that we happen to know her somewhat well, we, we knew that wasn't really true. And so that then, of course, got us to ask the question, well, what really is a sexual awakening? Why would one want to have one? Like, how do you have one? And so we're going to answer all of those questions, you know, what really is it? Um, you know, what does it mean to have one? What are the benefits? What are the signs? How do you have one? Like, we are going to break this down and we are going to make you want to have a sexual awakening so bad that you're <laughs> going to start right after this show. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you want one, maybe you won't. Maybe you've had one already. But I think if you're in that space where you're like, I don't know, have I had one or do I want one? I think this will help clear a lot of that up. Is it like orgasm, Kevin? Can you have multiple of a sexual awakening just like orgasms? Yes and no. Mm. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. <laughs> because sexual awakening really is a journey mm-hmm. as opposed to something that happens at one time. We're going to get way more into that in a minute. But um, first, we have a word from our sponsor. <laughs> He's going to make you beg for it. So let me read this one for you guys. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Okay, so I think what we need to do first is define what a sexual awakening is. So you found the Urban Dictionary definition of it. Yeah, so from the Urban Dictionary, their definition is that the first time in a person's life in which they experience a euphoric feeling and desire to be physically intimate with someone, that's what they consider to be a sexual awakening. 
While doing research as well, what I noticed is that the term is most often used for women. And one of the reasons, and somebody was speculating on that, they were thinking that maybe it's because in our society, it is more acceptable for men to have lost an experiment at an early age than it is for women. And I'd say things are changing and are different, but it is true that most often than not, you'll hear women say her sexual awakening versus a guy, because I think a guy assume he's going to step into that journey of discovering who he is as a sexual being. Well, and I think too, men don't ever want to admit that they're not good at sex, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest here. Like to admit that you're, you are experiencing a sexual awakening for a man means that you probably didn't really know what you were doing before. Not necessarily, but But that's, I think, how a lot of men would feel about it. So they wouldn't necessarily say, guess what? I just had a sexual awakening. <laughs> Everybody's going to go, you're 45. Uh, does that mean all these years you sucked in bed? You know, like <laughs> that's how a lot of guys are going to think about it. Not that that's true in any way. In fact, you know, both men and women can absolutely have sexual awakenings and they can be just as profound for both. And it doesn't mean that you weren't good in bed before. Mm -hmm. But when we get into our definition, I think that'll make a little bit more sense. Yeah. So why don't uh, you share with our listener our definition of sexual awakening, Kevin? Okay. So before I even look, like sometimes I look stuff up, you know, like in research, in preparing for the show. And then I go, oh, okay, I don't really like what they have. I'm going to write my own. This time, I didn't even want to look first. I didn't even care what anybody else's definition was. I just wanted to write my own. So I did. <laughs> well, it is our definition. So, you know. <laughs> right. But to, to, all that to say that this is coming from not only my own personal experience, but the experience of working with clients. Mm -hmm. And so it's not something necessarily that we just found on a website talking about sexuality. Okay. So what I wrote is, a sexual awakening is a process of evolution where one seeks to understand all aspects of their sexuality. This process usually starts with a catalyst, such as a specific partner or experience that provokes one to step outside their previously held beliefs around sexuality. During this process, one often expands their sexual experiences and capacity to feel sexual satisfaction. Now, I want to compare and contrast that with this Urban Dictionary definition because Urban Dictionary says the first time in a person's life in which they experience a euphoric feeling and desire to be physically intimate. But, but that could have been like when you were 16 years old and you were like, oh, I'm feeling that desire, you know, and you're like, ooh, I suddenly realized that the world of sexuality exists and I want to be part of it. Okay, that is a form of sexual awakening, a form. But I think our definition is so much more inclusive because, you know, by the, by the Urban Dictionary definition, somebody who's in their 40s is going to look at that and say, I've been doing that for 24 years, you know. <laughs> Since or, I was five years old. Yeah, or, 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 or whatever. <laughs> so, oh, I must have gone through a sexual awakening. Well, not necessarily. So I think our definition is more in inclusive and expansive because really what it's saying is, is that At any point in your life, at any point in your journey as a sexual being, you could potentially have an awakening that could radically change the way you think about sexuality, the way you do sexuality, and potentially radically change your entire life from that point on. Mm -hmm. So a sexual awakening can occur with a new partner. 
or at any point, you know, uh, with an, an old one. So it, it doesn't have to, you know, some people think, oh, I'm going to always bring in something new, you know, I'm going to throw out the old, you know, people are so focused on the disposable society that we live in, and they think that their relationship are disposable as well, and sometimes approach it this way. But it doesn't mean that's what you need to have a sexual awakening. As a matter of fact, it has more to do with your ability to connect with yourself first and then connect with another being. And so basically, it's simply when you learn that you can feel open enough with someone for whatever reason to communicate your desire, ask for what you want, try new things or shed the inhibitions that would have prevented you from doing so previously. And so if you can do all of that with the same person you thought you couldn't, that's even better. And it is funny because just this morning on our morning walk, I was talking with Kevin about our last um, lovemaking that we had last night. And one of the things that I was appreciating was that we have now reached a level of comfort with each other and ease where I feel totally safe to be 100% myself. And there might have been times in previous life, <laughs> partners, <laughs> just times where maybe I felt shy to stroke my clit or touch my breasts or say something in a way that that I like my my kinks and being together for five years has allowed us to know what one another likes and to feel really good in giving that to each other and to feel free to express our sexuality and it was really good sex because we really went for it and gave each other what we wanted and liked and we rode these waves of pleasure and had orgasms in three different positions and and ejaculation and all of this. I'm being very graphic. I know that's not quite the show we were like promising you, but I'm sure you're enjoying this. It's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and what I was realizing is while I've always been very sexually free, th there's definitely a new level that I've been able to reach since I've been with Kevin in terms of my comfort with my own body, my sexuality and how I use it and how we do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have had the privilege of observing quite a few people who've gone through what we would call or they would call a sexual awakening. And so from that, we kind of put together a little list of like, you know, what does it really mean to have a sexual awakening, right? So right now we're, we've so far been talking in sort of vague, you know, generalities about what it means to have a sexual awakening. But, but what are some like things that you could really pinpoint to show that you are experiencing one now or you have experienced one? So we, we have a short list here. One is you realize that your previously held beliefs around sexuality are are either incorrect or incomplete and you seek more knowledge. And to me, this is one of the big ahas that people have, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they've been in a relationship, maybe they got married when they were 20 years old, they've got two kids already, and all they've ever known in their life is the standard type of sexuality that they were taught, right? So which is, you know, maybe it's, you know, you don't have sex until you get married, you have sex with one partner, you do it in the missionary style, and it doesn't really matter if you're satisfied, you know, like this kind of like basic idea of this is what sex is, right? And at some point, 
people start to wake up and go, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And so for some people, unfortunately, this happens a lot, right? It's like they go through the midlife crisis, they get divorced, right? And then they get a new sexual partner who just blows their mind. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the f- What is this? Right? And then they go, oh, my God, I need to figure out what just happened to me. And I need to know everything there is about it. That, that, that's one way that it manifests. But there's many, many, many other ways, too. It could be just having a particular experience that you didn't expect. Maybe it's even with the same lover you've had many times, but the orgasm that you had suddenly was completely different than anything you've experienced before. And you're like, how did that happen? How did, how did he do that to me? Or how did I do that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, and all of a sudden you start going, whoa, there's something else here. I, I need to figure out what this is. Mm -hmm. The second way that you know is that you are no longer limited by the beliefs about sexuality given to you by your parents, teachers, friends, or belief systems. And I would like to add religion too, because it's a huge piece. And we deal with that a lot. So many people come to us and saying, I was raised search and search faith, and I felt so much shame, and sexuality was not accepted. And now I'm no longer wanting to be living my life through the lenses of shame around sexuality. And so that can be qualified as an awakening. Or sometimes you might be like, wow, this is like, I have a, I have a client and he was telling me the other day about his mom found him masturbating super early on, like like five, six years old, like really young. And um, he got shamed for doing that. And And since then, he's basically been very repressed in his sexuality. And so that is so sad because now it's a grown-up man in a man body who still behaves like a six-year-old, like a naughty six-year-old with the programming of his parents around their shame and discomfort about body and sexuality. Yeah, you know, that that is actually a very common story. Mm -hmm. In fact, in our interview that we just did um, with... um uh, the founder of Please Me. With Heather. Heather, thank you. Um, that we just did with Heather. She had a very similar story, right? Mm-hmm. Where she was in the dressing room with her mom and her mom stepped out and True. she was uh, somewhere around that same age and she just decided to lift up her skirt and kind of poke around. Yeah, what's going on around here? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when her mother and the store employee came in, she was shamed and made to feel embarrassed and mm-hmm. bad and wrong for what she did. It's a very common story. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that People will relive those stories for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. if they don't do something about it. It's like you said, you you got people in their 40s, 50s, even 60s sometimes coming in and saying like, well, when I was five or when I was 14 or when I was Mm -hmm. 10 or whatever it is. And it's like, wow, your whole life has been dictated by one event that happened to you a million years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another um, an, another one too that we wanted to bring here is when you start to awaken to a lifelong journey of expanding the possibilities of your sexuality. Ooh. 
So if you fall in any of these three categories where you're like, okay, you no longer give like so much into the old beliefs and 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 programming that you had and you want more knowledge you don't let your teacher your your religions and your parents define what being sexual means to you and you start to expand the possibility of your sexuality you my dear are starting to experience a sexual awakening yeah and i you know i just wanted to expand on that number three for a minute because there are people that didn't experience those other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have a lot of hard-coded beliefs around stuff that were given to them or, you know, they, they felt like they had a decent knowledge. But at some point in their life, they just decided to like take that game to the next level, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I want to make sure that we included that so people understood that, that that's a possibility too. Because you could be saying, I don't have any trauma around this stuff. It's like you and I, we don't have any Absolutely. trauma around this stuff. We don't have any wacky experiences. I mean, yeah, I got caught playing with the girl next door when I was about five, two. And I don't remember, like, I think my mom was just like, uh, 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 no, 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 don't do that again. <laughs> but I never thought about it again. I never mm-hmm. cared. I didn't let it influence me the rest of my life. So I didn't really have any trauma around that kind of stuff. But I did, I did have a point in life where I just was like, I know there's more mm-hmm. and I need to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, this process of figuring it out is pretty damn fun. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you have a better understanding of what sexual awakening will look like, and I also really want to say that the biggest mistake I think people make is that they're thinking it's a place they reach and then they're there and then that's that. And the idea is really a journey. And it's like there's deeper level, deeper things you can find. And just because you started the first step doesn't mean you ever come to a place of like, that's it. I'm enlightened, you know, or whatever. It's an ever unfolding evolving process that you simply need to be present to and if you approach it through those eyes it's going to make things much easier because sometimes the mistake people do is they go like that's it I did some work I'm done and they are not yet being able to experience the next levels of things. It just did the first ground. And we'll talk to you about the different stages of the sexual awakening. But really keep that in mind that it's not a place you reach, a destination, and that you're forever done. It's, an, it's a process. Yeah, I mean, this is like any other personal development process that you've ever undergone or ever will undergo. Mm-hmm. It never ends. It doesn't ever end, <laughs> really. I mean, even if you were, I mean, music is such a great example of this. But do you know that probably every amazing musician that you've ever loved and thought was the greatest ever was still taking lessons when they were making those great all-time albums that you can't stop listening to. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you know, did they get to the level where they went, I'm a master at this now, I'm a millionaire from it, and everybody worships me like a god, I must be done. No, they're always, <laughs> always, always learning, always pushing the boundaries, getting together mm-hmm. with other pros. And learning different things from them. And it's the same thing with any personal journey that you go on. So why? Why would you want to have a sexual awakening then? What are the benefits? Mm. It's liberating. It can release trauma. And by the way, trauma doesn't have to be 
hardcore trauma? Because I do think that most people have somewhat traumatic experience at some point in their life, and especially uh, women. But I do hear a lot of guys too, like where sex didn't go the way they wanted. It's not that they got raped. It's not that something terrible happened, but maybe they got penetrated too soon if it's a woman, or maybe a guy did something to them they didn't want at this time, you know, and same for a guy. Some men do talk like I wasn't quite ready and she just like impaled herself or wanted to do something with me. And so it doesn't have to be something that is so profound and deep, but anything that was not exactly on your own timing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it, it could be absolutely liberating. It can really break down barriers and it can definitely help you release trauma, both of which are very beneficial for your entire life, not just your sex life. It's empowering. It is so empowering to go after what you want, claim what you want and just claim your pleasure. Mm, you should try it if you haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it reduces stress. That's another one. It's good for your heart health. Hey, you know, it's not just good for uh, feeling good in the body, but it's good for your health. It creates deeper connections with yourself, with your partner, with the world in general, something bigger. Hey, I'm going to take the next one because I think any woman listening will like that one. It gives you glower, younger looking skin because you're radiant. You know, when you are sexually expressed and, and fulfilled, that's basically the side effect of having sexual awakening. It shows. Absolutely. And so the last two on the list are, it makes your sex better. I mean, literally, if you go on this journey of awakening and you have a bunch of different experiences and you really wake up to the possibilities that sex can be, your sex life is going to get better. Mm -hmm. And if none of the other things on this list appeal to you, that one should. (laughs) (laughs) You are going to have better sex. And then the last one is removing blocks around your sexuality will also potentially remove blocks in other areas of your life. And this is something that people don't think about often enough. It is all connected. We say this on the show all the time. Your sexuality is not a separate piece of who you are. Oh, my sexuality is over here in this box, right? And my intelligence is over, my job (laughs) is over here, and my family life is over. No, it is all connected. It is all part of the whole that is you. And if you start healing sexual trauma, if you start releasing the blocks that are there, you are going to see other areas of your life open up and start to flow more than they ever have before. Mm. That is so true and so inspiring. So let's give a a little break to our sponsors here before we continue our show. And it is all about CBD. So research suggests that CBD products may improve libido by reducing anxiety. And you know, CBD does not get you high. It is not psychoactive. A recent survey of 5,398 Americans from Remedy Review, a website that focuses on CBD and natural health remedies, found that 9.3% of respondents have taken CBD for sex. The majority of those respondents said their orgasms were more intense 
months after taking CBD. So if you are interested in experimenting with CBD in your sex life, we have found a top quality CBD product for you. Their full spectrum CBD comes from premium, sustainably farmed hemp plants, which are processed in the United States. Plus, they have no harmful solvents, chemicals, toxic compounds, or impurity. So to get up to 51% off while supplies last, go to CelineRemy.com forward slash go forward slash CBD. Again, that's CelineRemy.com forward slash go forward slash CBD. So Kevin, what are the signs that you are currently going through or having a sexual awakening? Okay, so how do you know that you're in one? Well, it's kind of you know, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, but, but there are some things that you can look for. Okay, so number one, you're no longer content with your current sex life and feel that there has to be more to it than what you've experienced. This is a big thing that we hear from a lot of people, which is that at some point they were just like, Ah, there's got to be more to this. I hear my friends saying that they have all these orgasms or I hear this or, or like I see this in a movie. I like, and it's not the reality that I'm experiencing. So therefore, at some point, people realize that there's something else out there that they haven't found, they haven't experienced, and they want to find it. Number two, you frequently think about sex and it takes a higher priority in your life. Some even say it consumes them. And, well, that's not so good if you are so consumed that you can't do anything but think about sex and have sex. And the thing is, most people go sex-starved for a while, have an amazing experience, some sexual awakening happening, and then they have a hard time finding their balance. So maybe just don't go sex-starved for so long. Just have more sex more often so you can have uh, more, you can be more balanced. Yeah, but, you know, I really wanted... To talk about this one a little bit more because, and I changed the wording of it a little bit from what was originally on here. And I, and I wrote it to be a little softer, which is like, it takes a higher priority in your life rather than sort of consuming your life. And the reason I wrote that is because what happens when somebody ends up on a journey of sexual awakening is that it suddenly becomes a priority. Whereas for most people, sex isn't really a priority. Job is a priority. Kids are the priority. Making money, paying the bills, doing the the tasks at home. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they even have another hobby that they love. Their music is their priority, or their, you know, whatever it is. There's, the, people have so many things that come ahead in the priority list than sex, and sex tends to be one of those things that. Well, okay, all that other stuff is done, so oh, there's nothing else to do. I guess we can, we can focus on sex for a little while, right? And because people don't give it a high enough priority, that's partly why they don't really have great sex life. It's something you and I talk about a lot. And so I, I really had to put this on the list because when you have a sexual awakening, you suddenly realize that you have to prioritize it, especially if you're really in that seeker's mode, like you're a seeker now, right? <laughs> you want to find, you are seeking out the sexual secrets of the world. And really the only way you can do that is if you make it a priority. So what does that mean? It means that, you know, it gets bumped up on the list and, the, and on the, when the weekend comes, you're like, I'm carving out a certain amount of time for this event or for this workshop, or I'm going to read this book instead of that book, right? You suddenly start making it a real priority to address this and not just something that is like, eh, when I have time. 
Mm-hmm. Number three, you begin to seek out new sexual experiences. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, and so that becomes part of it, right? So rather than just sticking with the same old, same old, you start suddenly going like, huh, I wonder what this fetish party would be like. Like, you know, and I, I'm glad, and it's not a coincidence that we're doing this show after um, interviewing Heather, but if you go back and listen to the show prior to this one, you're hearing a journey of one particular person and her sexual awakening, and that was part of it was like, she didn't really know what she liked or what she didn't like or what she wanted and what she didn't want, right? So she started going to, I'm going to go to this, uh, this fetish party, you know? And it's like, well, maybe that fetish isn't really her thing, but she's like, I'm going to try it, you know? Or I'm going to go to this sex party or I'm going to go to this thing. And it's just all about trying new things and seeking out new experiences and figuring out what parts you really like, what parts you don't like. Mm-hmm. What parts are an absolute hell no mm-hmm. and what parts are a fuck yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another sign is that you actively work on healing past sexual traumas. And that's usually a entryway that a lot of people take, especially women, where they go like, okay, I need to see somebody. So working with a professional uh, like us and just in terms of like being proactive to no longer be defined by the past sexual experience and recreating a story of empowerment for yourself. And number six here is that you begin to break down the barriers you have put around your sexuality. And you don't have to be crazy kinky and go to fetish parties or go have threesomes or anything like that. But the barriers may simply just be around being more open to asking for what you want or receiving touch or anything that you've you've not given yourself permission to fully receive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any anything that is impeding your ability to experience an open and fulfilling sex life is basically a barrier. And so, you know, part of, of this process is you start to break those things down. You start to get rid of them. You start to realize that these things are not serving you and they're even potentially hurting you. So I want to take about, talk about the stages of sexual awakening. And that's, a, that's something that I was pondering and created for this show in terms of having witnessed so many people going through their own journey. And one thing that I realized is, like we mentioned earlier, it is a journey. So it's not somewhere you just uh, reach at some point and you're forever done. There's always more deeper levels and new things that you see. First level and first stage is that People start with releasing blocks around their sexuality and anything related with their sex. And if you know about energy centers and chakra, your sexual chakras, and so that lower belly, and that's what they focus on, whether they had traumas and they're like, I need to do something or I want to release things around that. After that comes the second stage where you've kind of dealt with the physical part of it and you move into the releasing of the shame and the emotions. And a lot of people get stuck in the first level where they just stay with that sexuality piece and their sex and they don't move higher. And that is where the solar plexus is, where the emotions I see so many people, most of their blocks come from their emotions. So being able to release that 
takes you to a new level into your sexual awakening. And after you've done kind of that cleansing and activating, you're ready for the third stage of the opening up of the heart and connecting to something bigger. And that would be a show in itself, which we probably will cover at some point. We wrote some notes about that. But this is about opening up your heart. It's about being, the heart is like it in the middle between the earth and something bigger and it's about learning to just open it up and not having so much goals and going beyond the physicality of sexuality maybe into spirituality if you want to call it this way but again this is going to be the topic of another show so we're just <laughs> seeing something for you there mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then, then the next question is, how does one go about getting a sexual awakening? Well, they just go online and order one. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even get it primed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so one doesn't necessarily get an, a sexual awakening, but one can start on the journey anytime they choose. Yeah, I don't think you can make it happen. And especially if we're talking about sexual energy, when people try to force things to happen, it's never good. So it's better to go with the flow of have an intention, but don't try to force something. Right. So what you know, what you can do is you can set an intention that you are going to be more open, you're going to seek more knowledge, you're going to try new things. And along that path, that process, at some point, you are likely to have an awakening. And there's no telling when on that path. And there's no telling which piece is what actually did it. And there's no telling that that awakening is anywhere near the end. It's probably just the beginning. But having said all of that, there are some different things that you could do that could start you on this path of your sexual awakening. So number one is to work with a professional. And, you know, a lot of times when we create these lists and we have work with a professional on there, it's usually kind of at the end of the list. It's like all these other things that you could do. But when you hear us talk about sexual awakening and how so much of it is in breaking down barriers and releasing traumas and, you know, really fixing a lot of that stuff, it's so much faster. You shorten the curve so much by working with somebody that I, it just it needed to be on the top of the list. And find somebody that has done what you want to do, has accomplished, doesn't carry too much trauma and baggage of their own because they can only take you as far as they've gone themselves. Um, number two, try a new sexual experience. So give yourself permission to go for something new. And it doesn't have to be like super big, just new and different. It could be anything. It could be just doing a different position mm -hmm. with your current partner. It could be having sex in a different part of the room or at a different time of the day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, and it could go all the way up to, you know, f going and having a full on gangbang in a sex club. Like, I mean, there's a huge range there of potential new experiences that you could have. The point is to just have some sort of new experience. Try something different than what you were doing before. You can get some inspiration with reading an erotic novel or uh, watch a an erotic movie, something that can spark a newness for you or make you think differently, basically. 
Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is to masturbate differently. You know, for some people, that's all it takes. In fact, for some people, they don't masturbate at all because they were told it was wrong, it's shameful, it's bad, it's this or that, you're going to grow hair on your palms, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that you were told. And sometimes for some people, the fact that they could just sit there and explore their own body and enjoy it is massively liberating for them. It just is. I mean, for some people, you're like, really? I mean, I do that four times a day, like whatever. But for some people, it is really massively liberating. Mm-hmm. You can be curious about learning new things. And, you know, we talked about trying new things. So trying new things also with your partner, going to sex club, have a curiosity. These are kind of all different ideas that are sub of what we talked earlier about trying new sexual experiences. But we're just giving you some ideas here. And last but not least, never stop learning. Just because you learned a new sex, te sex techniques or a new sexual practice, like don't think that you know it all. There's always something new you can figure out or discover and experience. Yeah, I just want to reiterate those last two. Be curious, never stop learning. Being curious, I think, is super important. I mean, if you think about almost every great scientific you know, discovery that's ever been made, it comes because somebody's curious. What happens if I combine this element with this one? What happens if I try this experiment, right? And really, your life is no different. Obviously, you know, much like in a, a scientific setting, you want to be careful because if you mix this one with that one, you might have a big explosion, right? <laughs> so that, that can happen in your sex life too. But the idea is always be curious that there could be something else something new to experience, some new place that you could potentially be. It doesn't mean that you can't be content with where you currently are. And I want to make that point too, because I don't want people to be like, well, where I am sucks. And so I always need to be pushing further, 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 further. That's not necessarily true, but just always have an open mind and be curious about the possibilities that could potentially exist. And this is something we talk about all the time with people is like, even when you get to that level where you're having these insane, intense, multiple rolling orgasms and you're dizzy and you're like in an alternate space. Like you feel like you're in another reality and you're completely shifted and altered from it. You're like, wow, like that is the most amazing thing ever. And who knows where else it could go? Because before you got there, before you got to that point, you didn't even know that was possible, right? So now that you're at that point, you don't know what else is potentially possible past that point. Right? And that's the idea of be curious, always be curious. And then, of course, never stop learning. Just There's always something cool or new or, or whatever. There's new information coming to us all the time. Um, I want to leave you with the next step, which we call sexual mastery. And mastery is sexual awakening is feeling things about your body and starting to know it better. But then you want to take it to that next step. It's when you feel the flow of your energy from the connection and you can redirect your flow of energy intentionally. And it's your own sexual energy. It's your partner's sexual, sexual energy. And it's basically that next level that we are talking about in terms of not just being so focused on the physical, but that sexual energy exists and you can do so much more with it than what you've been taught. And that is when you start to be on this never-ending journey of discovery and potential. 
All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode. I hope that we did a good job of explaining to you what it is, uh, how you know you're having one, why you might want one. Um, and I really hope it inspires people to take a journey, take a journey, find out what could possibly happen, expand yourself to new possibilities. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>